Welcome to the jungle. A tremendous Thursday to you. My name is Jim Rome. We have got a ton of show. That's generally the case around here, but we have got a lot to get to in the next three hours. In fact, I've probably got five hours worth of content that I've got to get to in the next three hours, so let's not waste any time. Let's get right at it. We've got some breaking news, and it's not good news at all. Let me start you off. Telephone number is toll-free. If you're wondering about the beef segment, we do that every single Thursday. It's not a question of if we do it on Thursday, but where we do it on Thursday. If you're thinking about the beef segment, it's top of our number three. So get yourselves together. If you know what your beef is, have it ready. If you don't have a beef yet, find one because everybody's got one. So I'll have that for you at the top of our number three. Meantime, telephone number is 1-800-636-8686. You can also hit me up on the X at Jim Rome. You can email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at habitate.com. So the interviews are as follows. Coming up at 940. Again, this is Pacific Standard Time. Marcus Williams, a safety for the Baltimore Ravens, 940. Don't look now. You know who the hottest team in the NBA is right now? The hottest team in the NBA. The Orlando Bleeping Magic. They've won eight in a row. They're second in the East, a game back of the Celtics. Their head coach, Jamal Mosley, joins me at 1020. The big head, James Kelly, and I'm going to break down the Thursday night matchup. That's 10:40, and again, the beef segment is at 11 o'clock straight up. So we have a lot to get done. One eight zero zero six three six eight six eight six. Mafia. Bills Mafia. I know it's been nothing but bad news lately. Unfortunately, I have some more really bad news, and this is actually the worst, the most serious news. Of the Bills season so far. And it's got nothing to do with football. From WFAA News in Dallas. Quote. Police confirm NFL linebacker Vaughn Miller faces arrest in a domestic violence case in Dallas. A warrant has been issued for a charge of assaulting a pregnant person. Police say. It goes on. Quote. Actually, that's it. Needless to say, and that's more than enough, unfortunately, this allegation, this allegation is incredibly serious, incredibly disturbing, and you know, I don't want to speculate any further on where that leaves him, except to say it's a really disturbing report. Really disturbing, obviously. The report also stated that Dallas police are actively attempting to get Miller to turn himself in right now. The Bills have also released a statement, quote, This morning, we were made aware of an incident involving Vaughn Miller. We are in the process of gathering more information. We will have no further comment at this point. End of quote. So, Bills fan, if you are wondering how this season could get any worse, that's how. And not only did it get worse, it got much worse. That is some of the most disturbing news imaginable. Allegations, but if in fact this is what has been reported, this is way bigger than football, and a season that was already really challenging just got that much more challenging. I want to reserve judgment. I've got thoughts, obviously. (laughs) Thoughts and questions, but... 
having done this as long as I have, I know to reserve judgment for right now. I'm not going to rush in. I'm not going to rush into judgment. However, the report is really, really disturbing, needless to say. So I'm going to leave it like that until we get more information and more details. But that in and of itself is really bad news. A bad season for Buffalo is getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, that's allegedly one of the good guys. If, in fact, that's true, that's not one of the good guys. Far from it. But I'm going to reserve any further judgment and keep monitoring this. If you want to share your thoughts, go ahead. You know where to find me. I wanted to start the program with my thoughts on the Patriots. So let me move there right now. It looks like it's finally happening half chowed fam. It looks like Mac Jones has finally been knocked down from the QB1 peg on the depth chart. It looks like the dude has finally been for real benched. Not that half-assed, in-game kind of benching where the hood man keeps pulling him over and over and over again, even though it's never worked. I mean, an actual demotion, an actual benching. Bench the salt. Not that whack in-game benching that never works, an actual legitimate benching. It looks like Billy Zappi is actually going to start against the Chargers on Sunday in Foxborough. Not that Bill Belichick would ever confirm that, confirm that sort of thing himself. I mean, the hell he will. No way. He'd rather rock long sleeves than let anybody know who he's going to start a quarterback for the worst team in the AFC. As if it even matters. I mean, all the histrionics about this guy going way out of his way not to let us know. As if it really even matters. But can you imagine something so outrageous as the hood man letting everybody know who his starting quarterback is going to be on the worst team in the AFC? I mean, that'd be ridiculous considering he doesn't even tell his own players who the starting quarterback is going to be. Why would he tell us if he doesn't even tell his own players? Because if you believe Hunter Henry, the team found out only a few hours before that utter debacle in the Meadowlands that Mac was starting. And if you believe Hunter Henry, I know I do. Because the alternative is believing maybe the least, least believable hood man statement of all time. Listen to what this guy tried to sell us. I can't remember. Uh, Sometime during a week. That was in response to, well, when did you tell the team who the starting quarterback was going to be? I can't remember. Uh, sometime during a week. You can't remember? Dude, maybe you hit that with some B12. B12 is supposed to be good for memory, especially as you get older. Come on, man. You can't remember. Your players remember. They remember finding out right before the game. It, whatever actually happened, whoever you actually believe... It didn't work anyway because they lost to Tommy DeVito and the horrendous Giants. Not only that, but they lost on a missed field goal by a kicker that the Hoodman himself drafted in the fourth round. Whoops! Naturally. After that disaster, nobody in New England was interested in playing the quarterback guessing game again this week. Nobody wants to run that back. Least of all, the Chowd media, who were ready for Belichick to pull the same lame mystery quarterback nonsense at the podium yesterday 
They were ready. They were waiting. And the media this time was not having any of it. Check this out. Yeah, I'm not going to make any announcements on our lineup at any position. Then, so it doesn't matter what the position is. We're not. See how practice goes and see if everybody's ready to go. Hope everybody's ready to go. See what the injury situation is. And, and we'll go who we think is best on Sunday. So even with the way things went last week against the Giants, do the same thing again this week? I didn't say that. I said I'm not going to announce anything. Roasted. In other words, so even with the way that things went last week against the Giants, we're just going to do that same thing again this week? That's awesome. Right in between Hoodie's eyeballs. Man, this dude is painful to listen to. His team is even more painful to watch. But seeing the journos who have long been under this guy's thumb, get their revenge this year, has actually been very entertaining. The guy had to answer questions about whether or not the team was going to leave him in Germany. That was an actual thing. And now this. Now this. So even with the way things went last week against the Giants, we're doing the same thing again this week, Bill? Even with the way things went last week against the Giants, do the same thing again this week? I didn't say that. I said I'm not going to announce anything. Owned. Owned. Like, really, Bill? Really? We're going to do this again? Really? Hoodman going straight into his defensive. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Uh, Uh, That's rich. Considering he had just said the exact same thing that he spent saying all of last week. So, you were never going to hear... Any Bailey Zappy news from the hood man. However, conveniently enough, only a few hours after the alleged coaching goat got absolutely posterized by some journo, this report leaked from, quote, sources via the Athletics' Jeff Howe. Quote, the Patriots are preparing quarterback Bailey Zappy to start Sunday against the Chargers per sources. It should be his job this week if all goes as expected. So there you have it, Pats fan. Half fam. Not that it makes anybody in New England feel any better about that dumpster fire, but at least we're not about to do the same exact start Mac, Mac sucks, pull Mac bullcrap that's been happening over and over and over again. In fact, Mac didn't just get devoted to number two. They've been having the dude run the damn scout team this week. He might not even dress on Sunday, which, by the way, is probably a relief to Mac. The rest of us who actually have to watch this team get no relief. And it begins and it ends with the hood man himself. But somebody else deserves some heat here. Somebody else is skating here. And I'll give you a hint who that somebody else is. He has a very famous chin, at least according to the clones. And that someone is the dude who is actually presiding over this horrific offense, a.k.a. the other Bill, a.k.a. the Bob, a.k.a. Baba O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, yo, has been skating, which is why I appreciate the solid that he did this week when he reminded all of us that he should be getting more heat. 
and that Mac's struggles are not all on Mac. Listen to Bill. Things haven't gone great for him this year. Uh, you know, I don't think that he's the number one guy to blame. If you want to blame anybody, blame me. Uh, we, we, I'm the one that, that designs it, and it's not going very well. You know what? This dude's got a really good point. You have been getting a free ride this year. While everybody is cheering on the Crows, circling the hood, and killing Mac, you, my friend, have been getting over. For instance, why the hell is your offense so horrendous? Why can't you get even one decent game out of Mac? And here's the real question. The question you really, really do not want people asking because, frankly, it is a career killer. How the hell are you worse than Matt the Ticonderoga and Joseph the leader of men? Blame me. How is that possible? And don't get that twisted. Those dudes were absolute garbage. And last year's offense was an absolute disaster. But this year's offense somehow is even worse. I mean, that's not even a take, a hot take. That's a fact. The numbers back this up. Matt, the Ticonderoga's offense, managed to put up 21.4 points per game last season. Bob's offense is scoring 13.5 points per game through 12 weeks. So it's not even close. The yardage per game is also down. And so is the general watchability of this offense. Somehow they really are worse off with Bob than they were with the pencil. And that's a fact that's not getting nearly enough run right now. Mostly because everybody is so caught up in what seems like Belichick's imminent New England demise. And it does look imminent. It even looks imminent to the people who know the man and the team and the organization best of all. I'll give you an example. Jim Rome podcast, episode 291 guest, Devin McCourty. That thing's hot right now. You should listen to it after the program, but I'll give you a taste right now because it's relevant to what we're talking about here. I asked him what he thought about the situation, what he thinks when he watches the Pats, and whether or not a separation of Bill and Bob Kraft might be best for both parties. This is what Devin McCourty, he of three Super Bowl rings, had to say to that question. Yeah, man, it's hard. I think a lot of it is going to be determined on how this season ends. You know, I think two and nine now, I think how they finish the season will play a huge part in that. Um, so if I had to call it right now because it's a four-game losing streak, I, I do. I think I think at the end of the year there is a conversation where I think there is a chance where it's like, hey, we're going to agree that, you know, you're going to go your way, we'll go our way. Um, I think there's a good chance that that might happen. And, you know, I think that's not from, like, any inside information, just from watching it and seeing how this season has gone on. Good man. There you go, half fam. If that dude... If that dude thinks the end is near, then the end is probably near. And by the way, you want to check out the entire conversation if you have not yet because Devin is a pro's pro. We had an awesome chat. You're all going to love it. Well, all of you except the hood man. Going back to that one reporter that roasted him. That reporter just got on Marv Levy's wife's Christmas list. So even with the way things went last week against the Giants, do the same thing again this week? I didn't say that. I said I'm not going to announce anything. One more crackback like that, 
And Marv's wife is going to invite that guy for Christmas dinner. Zappy deserves the start. Zappy's best trait is he's not Mac Jones. I mean, he did win his two starts last year. Why the hell not? Who doesn't want to see more fake spike interceptions? Somebody should ask Brandon Staley, for instance. Hey, Brandon, if you had to choose, who would you rather see under center? Mac or Zappy? You can stop asking that question. Who's been asking that question? It's my first time of asking that you question. You can stop asking that question. It's actually relevant to this week. Who would you rather see? You can stop asking that question. All right, dude, take it easy. Easy, B. I've always had your back easy. I don't like your tone, my guy. I can't remember. He can't remember, and we need to stop asking that question. Man, people are uptight. Obviously. Obviously. All right, half fam, that's where that stands. 1-800. I can't even believe what's happened to this guy. Never mind no longer being the GOAT. Just getting owned by the media that he's abused for years. Oh, hey, great, Bill. Are we going to do that again this week? Are we really going to do that again this week after what happened last week against the Giants? Uh, I didn't say that. Uh, I can't remember. Actually, you did, Bill. Uh, That's why that guy just hit you with that. You did say that. I love the media. Empowered now. Of course the pendulum swung back the other way. Of course, now it's the media that's lecturing the coach and not the GOAT lecturing the media. Hey, man, are we really going to do that again this week after what happened last week against the Giants? Uh, I didn't say that. 1-800-636. Yeah, actually, you did, Bill. That's exactly what you said. 1-800-636-8686. So right there off the top, terrible news involving Vaughn Miller. If that report is as reported, Patriots have had nothing good go their way. I've got a big head bet segment coming up a little bit later on. Oh, oh, how about this? How about a report, and it's just a report, but how about speculation that the ginger bowl cut really wants to bring back John Gruden? Just a report. Just speculation. Like Devin McCourty said, I've got no inside source. I have no idea. But would that really surprise anybody if that were true? And let me ask you one more thing. Is there anybody in the world, much less Raider Nation, that would want that to happen other than the two principals involved? The Ginger Bowl Cut and Chunky. What a terrible idea. And, and you know you believe it. Would that surprise anybody? And I do want to reset Devin McCourty. Great, great conversation with him. So Marcus Williams at 940, Jamal Mosley at 1020, the big head at 1040. What's your beef at 11? In the meantime, phone lines are open right now too. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. And if you are stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and what your options are for getting rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of terrible timeshares for over 10 years now and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, 
Over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of these bad timeshares. They might be able to help you as well. To get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and what your options are, simply call Wesley right now for a free timeshare exit kit and call at 800-462-3333, you are listening to The Jim Rome Show. So one thing about the beep segment, I know a lot of you are waiting for that, and you don't want to jump in. You know, if you're somebody who's good enough and you've got enough content and you've got some takes, you could actually be on twice. I've offered that before. I'm not sure anybody's ever taken me up on that. But if you want to talk about anything topical, you can do so in the first couple hours. And then jump in with a beef. Keep that in mind. Hey, Rome, us Patriots fans would take Matt Canada over Bill O'Brien. That is all. Matt and Poland Springs. Oh, is that all? Really? I mean, seriously, we're not talking about this. Bill O'Brien stood up there and said, hey, man, you want to blame somebody? Blame me. Okay. Blame me. There's something to that. Listen, I'm not saying that Mac has played well. Far from it. I'm not saying that Mac's confidence isn't shot. It is. He looks like a shot fighter. But of course your confidence would be shot if they pull you out of every single game and they bench you. Of course, your confidence would be shot if none of your teammates want to follow you into battle. But we are talking about a guy who had a really good rookie season. What I cannot believe is they're worse under Bill O'Brien, who is well-respected as an offensive mind, than they were last year under Matt the Pencil and Joseph the Leader of Men, who are not respected offensively at all. How is that possible? But they are. And it's not even close. SoCal Jeff writes, Damn, Rome. That journal brought the fire. Give that man a golden ticket. It's not golden ticket worthy, but it's definitely noteworthy. Let me repeat that. It's not golden ticket worthy, but it's noteworthy. That the hood just can't bully the media anymore. He can't bully anybody when he's two and nine. And when he's feeding them that same garbage, that one person, whoever it was, had finally had enough and said, Man, really? Are we going to play this game again this week, Bill? Are, you, are we going to run this back again this week? Oh, I didn't say that. When that's exactly what he said. Hey, Rome, I love that the Boston media is openly mocking the hoodie. I swear I heard Maria Menounos screaming, I'm not afraid of you, during that presser. I'm not afraid of you! Or you, you, or you, or you! We're the best there was! The best there ever will be! Quiet! (laughs) She is so awesome. But she's one of them. She's a child. She's a Patriot fan. And that was at one of our shows the week of the Super Bowl, and she came up there and was taking on all those fans. Quiet! Quiet! was awesome. Love her. She's fun. She's fun. And by the way, she's a warrior. Maria, she's awesome. Van Sizzle, I think you're selling the mumbler short. 
I mean, imagine the opposition's shock and fear after spending a week preparing for Mac Jones, only to see the dynamic and game-changing Bailey Zappi starting. Once again, the hood is playing chess and betting your girlfriend. Uh. Andy from Denver. Like I said, it doesn't even matter. I mean, who is he kidding with that? Uh, listen, here's the thing. If they got to prepare for both, it's going to be even more challenging. Super How much extra time they're going to spend preparing for both quarterbacks? They're different quarterbacks, all right? Yeah, like I said before, hey, Hood, how about this? You think they're preparing for both, and I guarantee they're preparing for neither because it doesn't matter who plays quarterback for you. At D. Cook 406, Belichick is not the GOAT. Never was. Average coach in Cleveland, average coach at best after Brady. Brady made Belichick. Evidence is there. No, he actually was the GOAT. He actually was the best coach ever. He may, in fact, still be the best coach ever, although it's getting tougher and tougher to make that argument. And yeah, I would say that Bacon 46 comes out that's looking much better. He leaves. He immediately wins a ring. He leaves. The Patriots immediately go in the crapper. That was f***ing awesome. Eric on the South Side, quote, Hi, Jim. Petrino is back in Arkansas. And Chucky might be back in Vegas. It may come any day. I might be back in Seabus. Your buddy, Pervin Liar. It's Alabama every week. I bet if you went to everybody living in Columbus and you asked them the question, if they would take Perv back over Ryan Day, I'll bet you 85% would say yes at this point. Sadly enough. (laughs) Dear Jim, spoiler alert. This is funny. Hey, Head, this relates to you. Perk up, Head. Dear Jim, spoiler alert. Big Head is laying the points. It's like this chalky little bleep hand washes so many dogs every week that he hates picking them. Brent and Bugahaw. That's pretty funny. ECS 826 says, regarding the Bills news, has Jim ever mentioned, none of us really know these guys. Essentially, since I got on the air for the first time 30 years ago. Again, I don't know exactly what happened. I just know that it doesn't sound good. It doesn't look good. And it's disturbing as hell. And no, we don't know any of these guys. How could we? And one more as I go to break. Trevor writes, come on, Rome. Let's talk about the must bus. And the rollover Duke last night, WPS. It's my man, Muss. Nothing makes me happier than to see Muss trending on the X, winning big games, having the locals whipped up into a crazy frenzy, getting more people on the bus. You can never have enough people on that bus. The Muss bus. I love Muss. I tweeted something to the effect last night. I went to X and said, he and I came in together. Muss is, I, I go back, or Muss and I go back further than anybody I know in this business. We're the same age. Even in Santa Barbara, I found him, introduced myself over the phone, and said, you want to come on my radio program in Santa Barbara? So we're talking 
Mus and I have known each other since the 80s. 80s. So I've seen all of his ups, all of his downs. I have immense respect for Mus as a coach, as a man, as a leader, as a motivator, as a worker. I just, I love the guy. Absolutely love the guy. I actually look up to the guy. I admire the guy so much. So I'd love to see that. I'm always available to talk about the Mus bus. It's a great bus. It's the best bus. When we come back, Marcus Williams, a safety for the Baltimore Ravens, is going to join us. You want to know who the hottest team in the NBA is right now? The Orlando freaking Magic. Eight in a row. Won again last night. And they've got a brilliant young core. I love the Magic. Magic fan deserves it. Their head coach, Jamal Mosley, 1020. That chalky little bleep, the big head. And I, what are we going to do? Are we going to lay the points? Or ride with Seattle and the gum assassin? Stay tuned. Find out. Here is a sports update. Here's Andrew Bogish. From Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to a really busy Thursday. Good to have you. I'm Jim Rome. All right, if you're on hold, stay there. If not, remember that beef segment's coming up in hour number three. Right now, though, we are joined by a safety for the Baltimore Ravens. He is in his second year with Baltimore, his seventh overall in the NFL. He played his college ball at Utah. This season, he has 24 tackles over the six games that he's played in. He had five tackles in Sunday's win over the Chargers. The Ravens are 9-3. and three. They're in first in the AFC North. They're on their bye week. They host the Rams on December 10th. We are joined by Marcus Williams. Marcus, good to have you on. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Happy to be back. How you doing? Good, dude. Good. It's great to have you back. Thanks for making time for it. So let me first ask you, your defense, I thought, made a real statement Sunday in holding Justin Herbert and the Chargers to 279 total yards. What did you make or what did you do to make it so tough on Herbert? And then how do you feel about where the team is right now as you enjoy that bye week? Man, you know, uh, you know, the bye week came at a perfect time uh, late in the year, but you know, uh, Coming up, making sure we won that game. Uh, we, you know, we practiced well all week long. Um, our, our offense, our defense, you know, we put a, uh, put together a good game plan. And you know, our our, D, our DC, he does a great job of getting us ready and you know, making sure that everybody's all uh, you know knows what they're going to do and how we're going to attack attack the quarterback. And I think we attacked him well. We rushed the passer well, and you know, we got him down and we took the ball away. Marcus Williams joining us. You know, in addition to all that, you personally, how did it feel to be back on the field after dealing with both the pectoral injury in the opener and then a hamstring after that in October? Man, it feels good. I mean, I got a couple games under my belt now. Um, you know, just getting back into the rhythm with my guys. You know, I'm happy to be out there with them. And, you know, just every every game we just continue to get better. And once once we get to, you know, the end of the year, you know, we should be firing on all cylinders. So I'm so, I'm so happy to be with the team. I'm happy that you know, our, our defense is doing well, our offense is doing well, and, you know, we're, we're still, we're still um, in, inclining. You know, we're still going, we're still getting better, and, you know, we haven't even peaked yet. So I think it, it's a great time right now of the year. 
Ravens are 9-3. and three. I'm going to go back to that in a minute. Not to belabor the point, but I just want to make this point for those who don't know. You were faced with actually possibly having surgery after that pectoral injury in the opener. Was that, I mean, did you think about shutting it down at all, or was that never even an option for you? Uh, you know, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Um, you know, you where you could, where you could have some deficiencies, whether you know you 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 may re-injure yourself again. And um, you know, I just I just had strong faith. I, I thought about it. I thought about it a, a long time, and I and I felt like there's a lot of people that are going through stuff and they fight through it. And I was like, they could do that. I could fight through this, and I could get better. And they said if you know, if there may be some maybe slight deficiencies, you may hurt it. But I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna push through. I think it's going to heal up, and I said I'm just going to act like I'm Wolverine, and it's going to heal by itself. And you know that's what my mentality was: Wolverine and get back right. You beat me to it. I was going to say, what's the mindset? What's the mentality? Because you have that injury, and then you fight through that, then you have another injury. Like, what is it? What mindset or mentality puts you back on that field and gets you through it? Man, I, I, I mean, I face adversity all my life. I mean, you you face adversity. Everybody faces adversity, and I'm just the type of person that I don't let adversity beat me. I just continue to strive. I continue to have that positive mindset and, um, you know, that positive attitude and be optimistic about every situation and with a great support system from even the team and my family and my friends. It, it just continues to help me um, to want to get back on the field and keep going. Marcus, sometimes I try and kind of broaden this out. Like what you just said about a positive mindset, I think there's a lot of people listening that although they'll never do what you do and certainly never get on the field like that, but I think there's a lot of people going through a lot of things, right, and they don't have that positive mindset. They want to have that positivity, but they just can't find it. They don't know what to do. Can you tell me that positive mindset that you have, is it just a choice? Is it just a decision? Where does it come from? I think it's it just come from you know a lot of a lot of failures you know a lot of times when you fail you a lot of people give up a lot of people say uh, they can't do it but ever since I was little my dad um, my mom always said if you know you try you try you try again you you get knocked down you get back up and you know you scrape your knee you wipe it off I mean at the end of the day you know there's always going to be the light at the end of the tunnel um, and they just always embrace being positivity my mom said turn that frown upside down all the time so I just never was able to you know, be in the dump, be down, and um, seeing my grandfather and stuff go through his cancer, um, I just knew he just told me to continue to be positive. He's going to be all right. Unfortunately, he passed, but, you know, just seeing how, how uh, amazing he was and seeing him fight through cancer, that that's always stuck with me, and it, it makes me always have a positive outcome. Dude, outlook on life because I, I mean yeah dude I'm so sorry to interrupt you man that was terrible I was just I was gonna echo that same thing that generation right that generation your grandfather when you see what he was dealing with and I bet without even knowing I bet he didn't complain I bet he didn't make it about him I bet he told you to keep your head up always how could that not make a great impression on you exactly exactly yeah that's exactly what it is so I mean having those role models in your life definitely help you with that and just continue to be who you are. And that's the type of person I am being positive all the time. I appreciate it. Marcus Williams joining us. You know, I recently had a conversation with former Ravens great Terrell Suggs, and we were chopping it up about those legendary Baltimore defenses that he was a part of and the Raven way. How much pride do you take in upholding that tradition and that legacy of that great defense? Man, we just play hard. Um, you know, those that the Raven way is the standard each and every every day. Uh, when you come in, film room, uh, on the practice field, then it carries into the game. So, you know, you got guys flying around to the ball, having fun, playing together. And when you got that, I mean, there's, you don't have any other choice but to play the Raven way.
you know, then on the other side of the ball, you got Lamar Jackson, who made history in that win over the Chargers. He became the fastest quarterback to reach 5,000 career rushing yards. You were with Drew Brees in New Orleans, who you know is going to end up in Canton. You think, I mean, time will tell, but do you think ultimately Lamar is going to end up with that gold jacket of his own? And then how has facing him in practice helped make you a better player? Uh, man, I, I definitely think Lamar has the opportunity to, to get that gold jacket as well. I mean, playing with Drew Brees, I definitely see, you know, what that, what type of leaders, you know, that you need to be in to win, to win games and to continually win games. And Lamar has that same mindset um, each and every day. He wants to be perfect in every aspect. And you see his, you know, determination in this fight each and every day to because he's always saying, like, we got to get that bowl. We got to get that bowl. Stay locked in. Stay focused. Let's keep going. And. You know, going up against him in practice, we're always trying to feed off each other. I'm, I'm always on him. He's always on me um, to get better. So, I mean, having those back-and-forth battles in practice, you know, it's just going to help us get better and get us to where we want to be. So, Marcus, what do you do on Sunday of a bye week? For instance, are you watching games as a fan? Are you back on your grind? Are you scouting your next opponent? Or do you take the last few hours of break for yourself and your fam? Like, what do you do on Sunday during a bye week? Man, uh, just I just I'm just chilling with the family, really, just just being here and enjoying the time with them while I can, and then back to work. Um, but other than that, nah, I may watch a game or something, but I'll probably play some video games if it's. I get that, dude. You got to unplug. Hey, I want to ask you something. You posted something on the X earlier this year that I that I can totally relate to myself. You wrote, "quote I drive in silence at least three times a week. Very therapeutic." And a quote. You know, most people get in their car, they bump their tunes, they roll phone calls on their commute. I used to be the same way. Like, I could not wait to get in the car and listen to music. Like, that was my only time. And then one day, I just stopped. And now I never want any noise in the car, which is pretty rich for somebody who's got a radio program. But when did you first first start driving in silence? What does that do for you mentally? Man, I just think I get to just hear hear my thoughts and think about think about the stuff that's going on in the world and think about how grateful I am for all the opportunities and just to, to live my life. Um, I don't know. I mean, I always, I always try to reflect on the good things and think about all the stuff that, you know, people are going through and just to see how I can help them. And I just think that time helps me unwind. I mean, you, I'm talking to people all the time. I'm around people all the time. And when I get in the car, I'm like, I just take a deep breath. I, I got that breath, breath of fresh air and I just drive on and, and just embrace the scenery really. Dude, I think it's Marcus time. That's what I think, man. You're right. You're always around. You're always on. Your brain's always working. I love that. I love getting in the car and just driving and hearing nothing and hearing nothing. I see it working. He is the safety for the Ravens, and they are 9-3. and three. They're on their bye week. Dude, I appreciate you making time during your bye week especially. Thanks for coming back on. Great to talk to you as always, and good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Marcus Williams, joining us. Again, plays College Ball Utah. Seven years in the league right now, second year with Baltimore, and they are nine and three. One thing I would say about Baltimore, they're nine and three. Seven years. Thanks, Alby. They're seven or they're nine and three, except every one of their losses, they had a lead with two minutes left in regulation. They could be ten and two, they could be eleven and one, they could be undefeated. They're nine and three, and they led late in all three of their losses. So certainly there is an argument that they are the most complete team, especially in the AFC. So there is one interview for you. Still to come, the head coach of the Orlando Magic, Jamal Mosley. Also ahead of that, or actually on the other side of that, 
the big head, James Kelly. He's starting to try to defend himself for being called a chalky little bitch. Of course he is. Hey, you don't know what he's going to do. You do not know if he's going to lay the points or not. Last I saw, it was Dallas minus nine at home against Seattle. I don't know exactly what's going to happen tonight. Except to say that at least this game is not pure, unadulterated ass. There is some interest. I've been wrong before. In fact, I am usually am wrong on Thursday night. But that game has more intrigue than some others. Jim, this Von Miller news simply adds to the cauldron of issues that have led to six losses already. From poor special teams play, limited running game, Josh going for the INT record, underwhelming defense, granted many injuries, and now this terrible V. Miller issue. Bill signed him in March of 2022, and he has not produced anything. One week later, Miami signs Tyreek Hill. Who won that? Good grief. Keith in Rochester. I'm not a member of the Mafia. I'm not a card-carrying member of the Mafia. But when I saw that story, that's not what I thought. That's just me. I know that's your team. But when I saw that story, that's not what I thought. I was way more troubled by the allegations than I was by the fact that they're losing an underachieving Hall of Famer. But Bill's fan, I'm here for it. Yeah, in fact, I appreciate your response, Keith. What's your reaction to that story? It's really, really disturbing, if in fact true. The allegations on themselves are really disturbing. I'll reset that for you next hour. Again, we're talking Orlando Magic Basketball. I haven't said that very much in recent years, but they've earned it. They are second in the East right now, game back of Boston. Jamal Mosley is the head coach. He'll join us at 1020. James Kelly, 1040. What's your beef at 11 o'clock straight up? Stay tuned.